Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be alright. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, what's up? Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, it's not there. It's not going to be. Well, it's on. What's Thursday? Oh, yeah. It's, wait, when is it? It's going to be the 13th, right? This will be before Valentine's Day, won't it? Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, the day before. Yeah, so. So, I happy early Valentine's Happy early Valentine's Day. Love. A word that comes and goes. <laughs> love and happiness. Yes. Love and happiness. Come on. Yes. Your turn. <laughs> um, you would mess up. The most wait, easiest wait. one. Love. You could do music so time. Oh, I was but thinking I'm more Keisha choose. Cole. Mm-hmm. Okay, go, go ahead. Go like, ahead. Your turn. <clears throat> <laughs> She will mess up the whole flow. <laughs> oh, y'all, y'all yeah. really want me to sing? Yeah. I'm yeah. not. Okay. <clears throat> Damn, I forgot the song. <laughs> what is the Keisha Fuck. Cole song? Um, what is the Keisha song? Um, um, I used to think that I wasn't fine enough. And I, I used, used to, to think, think that I wasn't, wasn't wild enough. enough. Yes. yes. Um, how Love. does the. Never knew what I was missing. missing. Yeah. But I knew once we start kissing, I found. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is just about love because yes. it is Valentine's Day and it's in the air. It's in the air. Yeah. You know, I'm single and me and Z are doing their thing in relationships, in love. So we thought that we would explore, you know, just some ideas and things that may come across trans folks' life in regards to love. Maybe some obstacles and some victories and, um, you know, just explore some ideas in regards to that. Do y'all have any plans for Valentine's Day? Yes, I want to go to... Oh, that was loud. Yes. <laughs> I do want to go to a haunted house. 
and this ain't October. Man. I guess no, that's but they have doing. like a Halloween haunted house. But before, okay, so I haven't made my mind up if I want to go out to eat first or go to the haunted house. First. Wait, it's not October, bitch. What are you talking about? They have a Valentine's haunted house coming to Houston for, for just for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. That is fun. <laughs> that is crazy. That is fun. That's out what the box. Is they, How many bitches with... is going to the haunted house on Valentine? Not a lot. I can imagine a lot. <laughs> Only you. <laughs> but I'm what is a it... haunted house? Like it's just dead zombie motherfuckers. I guess in so. red. What, what does a Valentine's it's Day called, haunted house look like? At Scream World is called Cupid's Revenge. Oh, the theme is that. Maybe it's I don't know that. what it's gonna do. No, that's what it's called. It's called Cupid's, Cupid's Revenge. Revenge. How do you know? You already know about it? I looked it up. Oh, okay. So we're definitely doing it. Wow. Well, if that's what you want to do, you know, this is a woman's holiday, I guess. <laughs> I definitely want to do that. I just can't make up my mind whether yeah. I want to go out to eat first or after. What does that look like? I really know what a Valentine's Day holiday <laughs> zombie or not necessarily whatever. What does Cuba Revenge look like? Did you see pictures? Yeah, they got like a little video on. I found it on Facebook. I'm like, what does, how does a, a Valentine's Day theme haunted house look like? Like know. a regular like haunted house. Like a court. That ain't sexy. <laughs> <laughs> what does, how is that romantic? Well, I don't want it to be, the dinner is supposed to be romantic. Like you got a husband house. and wife casket. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody gonna jump out of it in a wedding dress. And a yes. <laughs> Very much so. Beetlejuice tea. Imagine all of that. shitting yourself. And that. <laughs> Beetlejuice actually was romantic. What? The and then man. people run around dead zombie looking in lingerie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're running around in Fenty. Megan oh, Mega the girl. No, thank you. I hope you have fun though. <laughs> yes. I think it'll be fun. What did you want to do, Z? Mm, you see. Well, if you have plans, I don't want to ruin your plans. <laughs> well. The thing is, you I don't really think about what I want to do. Mm. <laughs> I think about what Mia want to do. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes <But> sense. <laughs> I don't, I mean, but I don't no, celebrate I would really Valentine's like Day. to know what he would want to do. Oh. Um, every time I every time I've been in a relationship for Valentine's, I've always just been thinking about the other person. Not do really you think what that's I fair? I feel like the other person should come up with the other person won't um, like i shouldn't have to well i don't i'm not the type to think about what i want to do i'm like okay the person's gonna if they want to do it they're gonna do the surprise i don't um, know does that make sense yeah yeah does. like because okay. i'm not really it a, does seem like you said like a woman's holiday i don't yeah. ever celebrate even if i'm in a relationship i don't celebrate valentine's day i always mm. for traditionally I have always said, don't worry about Valentine's Day. My birthday is February 28th. Uh, Save your coins. <laughs> for the 28th. For the 28th. Make that, makes that special for me. Because oh. I don't I don't want you to have to do two two days. I was considerate in that way. So I didn't have to get two mm. gifts in February. That's still sickening. You know, that's nice. And so I was like, don't worry about that. Worry about my birthday. So I never really celebrated Valentine's Day. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I've always like I've always like really loved Valentine's. Uh-huh. Like even as a kid, like getting all the Valentine cards ready for like everybody in my class. Did y'all used to do up. that when y'all was little? Yeah. Write, mm-hmm. color, like, write the Valentine's Day card to all your student and, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And make them specific to each person and mm-hmm. everybody pass mm-hmm. them out. I thought some people. they stopped doing that. They probably <laughs> have. Well, yeah, they no, still they do have. it. I remember buying Valentine's cards for my niece. A bunch of them. Yeah. A bunch of them. Yeah. You write in them mm-hmm. and. You have the little candies, the little hearts with the words on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I did like that part of Valentine's Day. Yeah. But also, like being at work and stuff, and you see the all the women get flowers and teddy bears sent to them. Like out of nowhere, they have stuff on their desk, and I'm like, oh my god, that is so nice. Mm. One time, my sister brought balloons and a cookie cake to my high school and brought it to me. That made me feel nice. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, I guess she's that type of person. Oh, that was but nice. That was the most special Valentine's Day I had so far. <gasps> oh. <laughs> because it's never, because that, because like growing up, like being queer, all the girls was like, mm, like they, and I used to only really like straight girls. So all of them, all the girls that I like, they wasn't ever my Valentine. <laughs> Unless I was in a relationship like later on, maybe like 11th, 12th grade. Boom. Mm. And then at that time, I was dating bisexual girls, and it was still kind of like this shyness they had to do it like publicly. Yeah, so they was down low. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Them hoes yeah. was down low. <laughs> down low <laughs> niggas. Exactly. <laughs> I always exactly. wanted that though. Like, I wanted somebody to slip me a, a private. Something a, a secret oh. admirer, kind of like on coming to America when she got those earrings and the oh, and I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, I want a secret admirer. Yeah, I don't think I'm real romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. I used to pre- I used to think that that's how I was supposed to be. So I'd be like, yes, I'm romantic because I thought that was like feminine and girly mm. to be romantic. Like, oh, I like flowers and I like, but I really don't. I think flowers are morbid. So you cut a flower up and after a week. It's looking dead and shriveled and like, and that is not meta, you know, metaphorically, that looks gross. <laughs> that's not, that's, I like, that's not what I want to. I like the smell of them. Like, sometimes my sister got me buying flowers for nothing. Sometimes they're just like keeping the house to smell them till they die. Oh, like yeah. No. And I don't like. Um, I love flowers. I actually don't like the feeling of being surprised, like the physical feeling. Really? Yeah, it's something about that. Like, like the not the well, not surprise. No, no, no. It's not. It's not the feeling of being surprised. There's. I don't know. Is it an element of embarrassment? Okay, so like if somebody brought some flowers and balloons somewhere, whatever the physical feeling of that is. That embarrassment or I don't know if it's shame, embarrassment. I don't know. That it gives me a weird it's it I can I recognize it as them just as a nice gesture, mm-hmm. but whatever it does to my body is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, it's a, it, if I had to equate it to something, it feels like a a embarrassment, a stage fright, a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like, oh no, why did you do this? Aww, <laughs> that is so cute, Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I, I didn't want, I didn't want this here. <laughs> now wait a minute. I felt that way when we was working together. 
And I had got those edible arrangements and, and I texted, thank you. And they wasn't for him. I was so embarrassed. They weren't from him? No. Mm. They were from, from a customer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? I brought them home and me and Z ate them. Yeah, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, people, I, I've gotten things from people. Not necessarily um, Valentine's Day, but I've gotten things from people. And it was... It just was a level of shame. Not sh- not shame isn't the right word. It just embarrassed me. Like you should have did this at home. Like I would have loved you took me out on a dinner and then mm. surprised it like that. But like in front of people, like the like propose somebody proposing to me would mm. be like, ooh, don't propose to me like that. Like in front of a million people. <laughs> and no, I think all of that is so cute. No. Like, I, I love that. Like bitch, I don't yes. Like that. I I got the roses. This is my big teddy bear. I want everybody to see it. Oh no, that is not me. <laughs> like if, if 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 I was to be proposed to by somebody, I would want it to be like a romantic dinner, us alone somewhere, maybe a beach, or, you know, whatever, some kind oh. of whatever he planned like that, oh, okay. and it's just us by ourselves, and he's doing it, not. Oh, it's in the middle. I'm doing it at this party where uh, where everybody is at, and <laughs> da da da. da. Because what if I say no? <laughs> I'm gonna. Be, I feel like I would be the person who, if you did it in front of everybody, I would say yes. Just even if I it. just because I didn't want to embarrass you. <laughs> Damn. In that situation, because then you kind of have like this sense of obligation. Is that how? Yes, like <laughs> because what what do you do if I say no? You kind of just look. Like, do you break Retarded up with me if I sitting- say no? Have you seen those videos where some people said no? Yes. It looks so tragic. It's so bad. They and, be stuck in and the And what if I don't want to break up? I don't yeah. want to break up. I just don't want to marry you yet. We got some stuff to work out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, but then the dude, if you say no, he feel like, fuck this. You embarrassed me. Uh-uh. We're over. You know what I'm saying? He feels like, you know, but I might not want to break up. I just don't want to get married yet. So I, it's so much. It's so mm. much that I think about that when in, in in that mindset. So I'm not really romantic. I don't like flowers. I don't really like surprises like that. What I do like, and this, I guess, this is my version of romance. Mm. I do like a dude, and it's the thing, same thing like with dating. I do like a dude who considers both of our interests. So say that we've been talking online or we've been talking in person, however we met, and we have talked so much that he knows things that we have in common. Mm-hmm. Like if uh, we both like Boston Terriers or something, whatever. And we both like Boston Terriers because that's my favorite dog. And we, we've we talked about it. He knows that that's my favorite dog. And it's, he, he likes Boston Terriers too. And he plans a date to go to the Boston Terrier Rescue. Aww. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. Some, th- That's some romantic thoughtful. to me. It's thoughtful. It's romantic. It's not a surprise. And it's not a show in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a display of love. It's for me. Mm-hmm. It's for me. It's not for everybody. That's what romance is to me. And th- I guess that's my type of romantic. Mm, Does that make sense? Gotcha. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah. I think because I seen I, I used to see like the girls in school or just women and I, I used to envy like, oh, I want that type of out loud love where I don't care who sees and mm. 
I, I wanted that. So I think that's why I'm like, I, I don't care, bitch. Y'all, everybody, y'all see, I yes, he loves mm. me. And I'm a trans woman and mm. he doesn't care. Mm. Mm, okay. I've always, I've always been like the type of thoughtful, hopeless, romantic type of person. Um, like how, like every time I do something, it's always like a lot of thought in it. Mm-hmm. It's always like, um, let me go by what their interests are. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that. Like, like I'm thoughtful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the thoughtful. I think that is what's romantic. Is yeah. that oh, you listen to me attentively enough <laughs> to to, to plan know this what day. to plan mm-hmm. this yeah. and know and it's it, and it doesn't need to be just about me, mm-hmm. but you know what you're interested in and what mm-hmm. I'm interested in and where the overlaps is and you planned around that. So mm-hmm. we both are going to be interested in this situation. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's that's my kind of romance and my kind of um what I would look for on like like a Valentine's date or any kind of date. That's the year round what mm-hmm. I want you to do. Mm-hmm. So but I never I have only met like two niggas in my whole life that really was thoughtful like that. Mm. <laughs> I didn't end up with them. <laughs> but but I've only met two. That's crazy. The niggas that I ended up with wasn't even like that. Cuz every time I was like that, every time I know that's ultimately what well, from my experience what most women want is what they is for you to go about their interests. Mm. You know what I mean? You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Now listen, I know that what is basic Trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. basic for me in this life could be just the beginning for you. So let's talk about queer migration. <laughs> I guess I guess that's what you can call it. Yeah, queer migration. So when you think about like major um, ports of queer folks, you know, New York, Atlanta, San Francisco, Miami, L.A., you know, Chicago, all like the major cities or whatever really come to mind. But. Two cities really come to mind, and that would be, to me, Atlanta and San Francisco, right? Now, when you talk about New York and L.A., queer folks come there for a new life, but a lot of people come to New York and Los Angeles for a new life. It's not unique to queerness that that happens. There's so many people that migrate to New York and migrate to Los Angeles for um, opportunity and just the whole big city experience. And, you know, they are they are especially adept in um, annoying native New Yorkers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> coming into their city but even native new yorkers if you go um back for long enough 
far enough in their family history, more than likely their grandparents or great grandparents um, um, migrated to New York for a better life from somewhere else, especially particularly if they're black or Caribbean or something like that. So they they're you know the the their, their generation now is native and blah 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 blah, but um their parents and or grandparents came from somewhere else, so it's not really unique as a as a queer narrative for people migrating to New York or Los Angeles um to find queer community, so I don't think of those two particularly in regards to like queer history, but Atlanta. And San Francisco, most definitely. So within the past 20 years, Atlanta, I expected like 20, 25 years from like 95 on to now, um, even before then, but particularly when it just seems like super, super noticeable. Atlanta has become the black queer Mecca. There were so many people um queer folks move into Atlanta at one point it just was growing and you know that's why you know Atlanta has some of the queer stereotypes that it does have because it has a huge um queer community but prior to Atlanta San Francisco was the queer mecca San Francisco, but it wasn't just for black folks. It was for white folks, black folks, area folks. And it was like that for a long time. San Francisco has a long queer history that goes back to like the 19th century. Um, There has been people, particularly black trans people, um, documented living in San Francisco since like the 1920s. But queer folks in general have been documented for, you know, for, you know, as far as I can research in this particular episode, like the 19th century. I'm sure if I keep going, I can go further back. But it has a long, 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 long queer history. So I want to talk about San Francisco and one of the unique things about that particular city just in general there's a plethora of uh, history so these particular things that I talk about are not its full history but just some really um, powerful moments so why San Francisco why did this far west city become the mecca of you know queer folks where all the queer folks knew that they could come and find community so what you have to understand, which you probably understand it piece by piece, but I'm going to try to bring it all together a little bit here just so you can understand how not just San Francisco, but all of the West became liberal and is, you know, stereotypically liberal. You know, of course, there's some racist in California and on the West Coast. But why places like Seattle, um, um, California, those places are liberal, way more liberal. They seem to be way more liberal um, in their politics and their progression than the rest of the country. This nation was founded by people who felt that they were 
they had a moral high ground. There was like a moral hierarchy that um, European Puritans thought that they had. So they rejected the Church of England and all and the, like the, you know, Italians and the papacy. And they thought that they were sexual. They thought that they were sexual deviants and promoting same sex acts and going against laws of nature and they just felt that they were morally more laxed so coming over to the new world that they claim to have discovered (laughs) they wanted to be more strict around like um sexual laws but it wasn't just like same sex laws um in regards to um, what they wanted to restrict, restrict it was like a bunch of laws that um, promoted any sex that involved like non procreating. <laughs> because in the new world, what they wanted, they wanted the family to be the foundation of society. So anything that dismantled that or threatened that being the unit was deemed as immoral. And um, they did whatever they could do to snuff it out. And when we talk about the family unit, because of how race played a, a, a role in the foundation of this country, um, it was the white family unit. And because when we talk about gender, it was the father being the head and the leader and um, how patriarchy works. He is the head. So anything that disrupts what the perfect family unit was, they tried to snuff it out and create laws and create rules. And sometimes those rules were contradictory. Sometimes those rules were just like crazy and weird. But understand that this is what they were running from. They were running from, you know, Catholics and all those all those things that were happening over in Europe. So they thought they could create this utopia over here by restricting everybody's life and lifestyle and what was going on in their lives sexually, what was going on in their lives in regards to family, because family was the core central unit and foundation of society to them. Okay. So the people who they felt at the time disrupted that white cisgendered family unit at the time is the same people that they think disrupted now. (laughs) So Surprise. (laughs) Um, Black men sleeping with white women. You know, creating these mixed babies. So, yes, we need to make laws that says that this is immoral. This is against nature. Um, We need to uh, sustain the social hierarchy that white supremacy is the supreme. And so fucking with these niggas is not going to get you into heaven. That's against the law. These are law of the land. Keep that white pussy tightened up. (laughs) away from these big long nigga dicks (laughs) and keep them white dicks to yourself away from them big booty black over sexualized uh, white pussies 
<laughs> Those were the rules. Now, of course, we know they didn't follow the rules. <laughs> and when it comes to women, you can't sleep with anybody else, even though their husbands are sleeping with everybody. <laughs> but we have to put our white women on a pedestal and make them the pristine Christian woman that stays virgin and pure, only having sex with her husband. There even was a, a subculture, especially during um, like slavery times where they wouldn't sleep with their wives. And if, and if they were horny and feeling freaky and wanted to try sexual fetishes, they would literally pass down the act of anything nasty that you want to do, do it with your slaves. Don't do it with your Christian, um, godly, holy wife, because that will defile her. So that put women on a pedestal, white women on a pedestal that, uh, that sets them up to believe that they are the pinnacle of holy, um, chaste <laughs> purity. And anybody below them is not. And if you try to go out of that box, then you are deemed a heathen. You are deemed a witch. You are deemed unnatural. You are deemed a lesbian, a heretic, and going outside of that purity box will get you burned at the stake. It will get you hanged. It will get you killed. It will get you imprisoned. It will get you exiled. It will get you shunned. So if you're not fitting this perfect woman, wife, married family unit, doing what you're supposed to do, you didn't do that. Um, then you get consequences for that. Then So that was the racial aspect, the gender aspect, and then we have the queer aspect. So queer, no, ma'am. <laughs> you are not doing this. We need to control this same sex shit. We came over here to colonize and create a, create a new life of great people and not that funky ass gay shit, sodomite shit that those other folks was trying to get y'all to be open about. No, we are not doing that. That is not okay. That's what we were are running from. And we're trying to make this a perfect new world of great people who know that it is Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> and you are not making babies with that butt sex. So you are not contributing to the family unit. So that means you are not contributing to society as a whole because the foundation of society is that Christian white family. Get it? So not only are they trying to sell this new way of life to themselves and to the people that they captured and brought over here to be slaves, um, they also are trying to sell this lifestyle to the natives that they are trying to colonize. Remember that when they came over to this new world, they came in contact with native folks who were over here, honey, practicing polygamy, baby. They had all kinds of different little um, queer ass, free, <laughs> sexual, unconventional, non-Christian 
um, rules that these white folks didn't understand. They were putting it in their journals. There was multiple varying Native American traditions that different sexes played different gender roles. And it was really fluid. Um, they were not all the same. I know we like to romanticize Native American and saying that they, oh, we accept two-spirit. There were some strict rules and difference in within the different nations and in upcoming shows, we'll explore that. But there was a lot of gray area in the religion and the practices of the Native Americans that these white folks did not understand. And they thought that it was savage. This is savage. This is not how we get down. This is not how we want to get down. So they're coming in contact with these people and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. We can't have all of this. This is crazy. We need to assimilate them. We need to assimilate these black folks that we done snatch and took out of the homeland and get them out of their boogity woogity shakity shakity drumity drumity hoodoo voodoo shit so this was all happening in the east where the colonies were coming and you know really trying to take over what ends up happening is that you have people who are rejecting this way of life that is growing in the east side of the united states when it comes to slavery so slaves are running away and going west, when you co- when it comes to like outlaws, people who are escaping from these bullshit ass jails and escaping court and all the rules that they having, they are escaping these things. Women who don't want to be have their necks <laughs> pressed with the foot of patriarchy were running to the west. What eventually happened would be. The wild, wild west, what people were calling the wild, wild west. Everybody was coming out west because it was free. There was there was people out here. Of course, Native Americans was out here as farther and farther and farther you go, the more it became like a big mixed conglomerate of a lot of people. Like if you look at the history of San Francisco, it had a lot of black people, a lot of outlaws who had ran away. They had a lot of Asians because they were already in contact with each other. There a lot of Hawaiians. Everybody was already who was already living there was already in contact with people um, from Asia. Um, And so it became this big, huge conglomerate of multicultural spaces of multiple type of people without the restriction and the rules and the Puritan ideologies of the East Coast. So remember, everybody was leaving and migrating and going over to the West before it became a part of the U.S. and et cetera, et cetera, and et cetera. Now, I don't want to romanticize it like it was this utopia. Of course, there is remnants of that society coming with the people who are migrating. So there still can be some races who were trying to be free from <laughs> um, the strict rules of the East. There still can be some sexes and et cetera, and et cetera. I'm just saying that it was a little more free. 
That's why a place like San Francisco would become a place that was a little bit more free until it became a part of the the U.S. And then we connected it with trains and connected it. It just got more connected to the East Coast. So, of course, if you connect it, once you connect it and um, people are migrating there, you know, these ideologies start to become a part of um, even the West Coast culture. So over time, those Puritan rules and regulations started to creep on in. People become a little bit more conservative. It becomes less free. And things like the Compton cafeteria riots happen in San Francisco. And that is a riot that happened in the Tenderloin area of San Francisco. Look it up, Compton Cafeteria Riots. I'll have the link at the bottom. (laughs) And it is no coincidence that some of our elders that we praise now, like Mrs. Major, um, Tracy Jada O'Brien, the late, great Bobby Jean Baker, And so many other transgender women come from or have roots in or migrated to San Francisco. I have a video of the elder Tracy Jada O'Brien describing migrating back in the day from St. Louis to San Francisco in the description box. Definitely check it out. And so this area of the country has a plethora of trans, particularly black trans history that affected this country. The cafeteria riots happened even before the Stonewall riots. So that's how major it is. And I just wanted to kind of break down that history a little bit. And I hope that you learned something. And this is Trans 101. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. Well, my first Valentine was Z, so... I was very happy. No, it wasn't. Because you remember... You were my first Valentine, bro. What? So, okay, then what... Okay, so let me tell you about... Tell me when my first Valentine was. (laughs) 
<laughs> Spill the tea. Okay, okay. So we was okay when we was first talking. When we was talking on POS, <laughs> and we had got each other numbers, and we were supposed to go out on a date for Valentine's Day, and she was like, "Oh, you was gonna be my first Valentine." Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> because this is why we stopped talking in the beginning. But go ahead. Oh, yeah, we we stopped talking because she didn't text me back. <laughs> okay, so, so Valentine. I'm thinking that Go she ahead. not interested and got another had another nigga lined up all along as to why you didn't text me back because she never texted me after that. And then like months later, I decided to text her back, and then that's when we started talking again. Explain. So, <laughs> um. <clears throat> I think somewhere in between there was some miscommunication um, because I was waiting from a text from you because we had already agreed that we were supposed to be each other's Valentine and I didn't get no text about any type of Valentine. So I said, oh, you don't give a fuck. So I thought you, you paid it. And since you paid it, that had burned my pussy and I stopped texting you. What? So I think there was a miscommunication. It sounds like on both ends. <laughs> but we've already talked about this. That but you would never admit that you never text but, me back. But hold on just a second. Let's 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 travel <laughs> a bit backwards. Um how is this proving that I had a Valentine already? True. Because you told me when we was talking that you went out on dates with niggas and stuff all the time. I was like, what do you like to do for fun? You was like, I like to go on dates. <laughs> I just got back from a date uh, so like this, yesterday, uh -huh. like last night. I got like she told me when yeah. she was coming back from dates. Yes, God. And I asked her. Thank why you, Diamond. You? I was like, why? Like in my head, that tells me that you don't want to be exclusive. So We've I'm never talked about, about exclusive. Uh, so, uh, exclusive like, listen, so if you don't want, if you don't text me back, I'm gonna think that okay, maybe she just have another dude lined up. Like that was my mindset. Do you get why I would think that? Because like I, I didn't just know see the last text message. So who was the last person to hit before the talking stopped? Me. me. That see, was that's me. A, that's the that's the issue. <laughs> see? That's the issue. That it was, was a, me. I okay, wouldn't. So, but I why would not text you back? Lies and fairy tale dust. Like I said, it was a miscommunication. Um, from what I just heard, it sounds like an assumption based on what I told you, being um, transparent with you, letting you know that I was dating other people while I was dating you. And we definitely did not have a discussion about being exclusive to each other each other at all no remember you told me that we did because you told me the difference that's a motherfucking lie we didn't see you told no, me no we didn't bro we didn't decide to be exclusive <laughs> with each other until i moved no because you remember i asked you what I was like, I thought we, I remember we was talking about talking. You remember how you said talking, dating, exclusive in a relationship <laughs> is the stages that I you can go see through. Mia breaking that down too. <laughs> I can see her breaking that down. <laughs> so she would tell me, if you told me recently, I was like, why did you feel like it was okay for you to tell me you was going out on dates with multiple guys? 
and even though we was talking because you was the only girl i was talking to and then you was like well that's because talking and dating exclusive is different and i wanted to let you know that i just wanted to be honest about where i was i was like okay yeah. i can appreciate that because we weren't ex- we weren't ex- exclusive so i was well wait it's not it's, it's, it's exclusive yeah, yeah we, we we weren't exclusive at all. We were we were still dating, and like I'm not like other people. When I'm when I'm dating, I'm very much so MTV speed dating type of tease. Like I'm not. No, I'm just joking. But I <laughs> I just keep my option open. My options open because I, <clears throat> in my past I've invested in people, and we were just dating, and it it wasted my time. So. When I'm just dating someone, I don't take them serious. Like, this isn't something serious. I'm getting to know you. You're getting to know me. Well, I wouldn't say you don't take it serious. You just, it's not exclusive. I'm not taking it to the level of, it's just me and you. Mm-hmm. You taking exactly. it, you're taking the get to know part seriously, but it's not anything official. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And nothing, and when it's like that for me, I... I'm I'm weighing my options. Okay, so let's just say that you did text. You was the last person to text me. <clears throat> Regardless, me, I'm the type of person when I like somebody, I'm just all in. I ain't talking to nobody else. Regardless of what they're doing, I'm like, okay, I like you. I'm good. Oh, everybody else, cool. Like I, we just talking because I really want to get to know you. I want to be with you type shit. Like that's just how I am. <laughs> so regardless if you didn't text me back that element of it you being open about telling me that you was talking to other people i think that's that made awesome. me not want, yeah which is now i appreciate that but i'm just saying back then my mindset was like okay well i already know she got that was an assumption i was like she probably got somebody lined up anyway which is why she ain't text me since then and then like you just we just stopped talking yeah, that had burned my. I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna assume she with another dude on all her fifty but million. But this is dates. explain this to 50 me. Fifty million. Oh, <laughs> that's what I uh, thought. You're not exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> you're weighing your options. Yes. That's well, what I thought. Many, many options. Well, because <laughs> I will say that wasn't also a stereotype I had about trans women. Because that was my first. She was my first trans woman I ever really like talked to on a deeper level. So I was like, oh, and then she fired. So I already know she talked to a million niggas. So, like, that's, that's what the, niggas so, do. Yeah, that's I what niggas that. do anyway. So yeah. I paid it. <laughs> no, no. So this is this is what's confusing for me. No, worries. clear this up. Uh huh. Okay, y'all established we gonna be each other Valentine's. Yeah. <laughs> was this on Valentine's Day? No. No. How before. long? Ago? How long before? Like, like a, maybe like a, a week. week. Yeah. yeah. A week before. Okay. So we're gonna be each other Valentine's. Valentine's Day is on Thursday. Mm-hmm. This is a week before the week Thursday. Mm-hmm. The week before. The, the <clears throat> on Saturday, if y'all talking, why did the talking, general talking, not talking about Valentine's Day, but general talking, like. Hey, good morning. Mm-hmm. How'd your day going? The general talking. Why did that stop? I'm gonna be honest, Diamond. She's not gonna agree with this, but she never texts me back. I remember it because I'm the. I, if I like you, I'm gonna text you back. 
Mm-hmm. But that's just how I felt. So, I, so, so when you said, wait, wait, wait. So when you said, I'm, I, I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna take you out for Valentine's Day. Right. And she said, what was her response? She was like, Yeah, I never had a Valentine's before. And so you said, Okay, cool. I'll be your Valentine's Day. I'll be your Valentine. Right. So that's established. Mm-hmm. When Valentine's Day came. You decided not to say, okay, or before Valentine's Day, so tomorrow I'm going to come pick you up at 8 o'clock. Because you assumed that she already had somebody lined up, even though you were the lineup. It didn't go that far. (laughs) We didn't plan anything. Because she stopped texting me like... Yeah, so why like, did the like, texting stop? In but not on. I can see Valentine's Day. Oh, nothing popped off. You burn my pussy. I'm not texting you no more. Before Valentine's Day came, why did Mia stop texting Z in the get to know type of conversation? I don't know. He stopped texting me. <laughs> and, and Z, why I did was, you stop I, texting Mia? Listen, when I was just dating, I was like. I was not. I was not caring. Like not, not that I didn't care about you, you specifically. And um, you didn't. Your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> she was just dating, and you just said you it wasn't exclusive. It wasn't exclusive. <laughs> it wasn't that serious yet. <laughs> Listen. So you paid it, and I thought it was a pay. So I was like, oh, okay. But let's fast forward. So after you didn't get text messages from me, you went right back to your ex. Oh. Okay, listen. Oh, this is no, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. so she painting the picture way. <laughs> she making it seem way worse than it is, but that did happen. But months later, oh, okay. months later, when I stopped talking to you, okay, when I stopped talking to you, I just went back to fucking and hooking up with cis women and cis men. Mm-hmm. I went back to just having sex, and then I had. Me and my ex kind of just started having conversations, but it wasn't nothing serious. But then eventually we just started, I started going over there, but we never got back together. I just, I wanted to get back with her, but basically she just was like, I don't want to talk to you no more. So I was like, oh, okay, boom. And I ain't talked to her no more. Then like, I I dealt with a lot after that. And then like maybe a month like it later. Was it could have been me. Okay. I was dealing with a lot of internal stuff. I will say, as far as my sexuality, because you just, you just, because what I'm seeing, because if you make plans, if you say, oh, there's plans, it should nothing shouldn't even if like it should have been like a couple of days before. Okay, so we're gonna go out Valentine's Day. So this, this is. I what guess it I is. didn't push it because of that assumption I had. Uh-huh. I already had an assumption that. Like at the time, I just really thought like that. I ain't gonna lie, that was a turn off when she told me that she was dating other dudes. Oh. So I, I guess that made me want to just back up. <clears throat> so I didn't really push it after then, that. Oh, did she tell you she was dating other dudes after you said I want to be your Valentine's? Um, no, because y'all didn't talk again after the plan. No, exactly. So why you did knew. you you knew that before you volunteered to be the Valentine? Yeah. Why did you? <laughs> well, actually, no, yeah. no, 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 no. You so told I told me, you afterwards. Huh? No, you told me. You told. Okay, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, the you had to be before. I'm trying to remember the timeline. Yeah. Yeah, it had to be before. Yeah. So why did even why even volunteer to be the Valentine's if that felt you felt some kind of way about dating other people? Because she stopped texting me back. 
She's not gonna know. She's not gonna agree to that. But she didn't. We just have to agree to disagree about that. (laughs) But because (laughs) of this, what came out of this this situation where it's still confusion, Mm -hmm. what came out of this? Now we made our anniversary Valentine's Day. Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) So, yeah, that's sweet. (laughs) Since you skipped me. (laughs) <laughs> let's just make it official officially valentine because it was in february when we met i think Ew. yeah mm. actually yeah it was in february because um the picture that i got drew of me was after the movies and that was like um, in february mm. oh well that's sweet uh, one more bone to pick with z just real real briefly so the best Valentine's you had was from your sister because I remember picking roses while I was at, at that work. That sounds weird when and, you say it like that. Oh, no, no worries. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying when she surprised me. Uh, because I picked roses <laughs> and let them from the from the door to the bedroom and I had uh, your Valentine's gift. I thought that was and, my birthday. No, that was for, I thought that was for Valentine's. That was my birthday. Okay, wrong day. Right. Your Valentine's Day game sucks. <laughs> your birthday day, your birthday game, sickening. <laughs> Valentine's no, not so much. <laughs> we do what she want to do. What did y'all do to build the confidence to go out here and start fucking and sucking and dating and mating? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I think it's, I, really, you it has to do with. I know you are out more than I did because you. Oh, you good. just you you ain't about to play. First that. of all, <laughs> first you of just all, gave all your tea. All right. your tea, niggas and bitches. Right, that's no way because I stuck with one gender. I say because okay. you're older than me. Because <gasps> oh. I'm older, <laughs> so I have more miles. Is that what you're saying? Oh, more miles, <laughs> as it should be. It makes sense, doesn't it? Okay, you feel like oh, you feel more like miles. You feel like your body count higher than mine, babe. It should be. Well, you was double ta- double timing it. So D- two multiple genders. So okay. you could have caught up. That's true. You really caught up. That's true. I doubt it though. I only had like a few. I doubt people. it too. Yeah. I ain't even gonna lie. I done had baby sex work tied into that bitch. This pussy didn't have some mouth. A word out. I ain't gonna lie. A word out. And it still works really well. It still got Thank that you. Grip, grip. No. Make sure her so, oil is changed so. all the time. Word out. Bitch. <laughs> so what are the some things that got y'all the confidence to get out there and explore and date? So definitely self-care. That's mm-hmm. like so important to me. Um because when you when you look when you feel that you look good mm-hmm. and you and you feel good and you know you you're ready to take on anything and for me that was like keeping my nails and my my hair done and uh make sure my skin looks good by like uh going to facial appointments doing laser if i had to do it and um well definitely definitely um like exercising that helps a lot too because i have back problems so mm. like like if I go out and I haven't really just been exercising like that and stuff, I'd be wore out by the mm. end of the night and I'll pay for it the next day. So taking care of my body, um, being consistent on my hormones because like 
<clears throat> I noticed that mentally it played a big part on how I felt day to day because um, when my hormones were off balance or when I were when I was off of them because I don't have like a, any body modification surgically or uh, um, or uh, to my face like the reverse effect of not being on hormones was depressing. So mm-hmm. staying on my hormones, um, um, dressing, like being like dressing, styling, um, being stylish. I mean, I'm not saying like you have to wear labels and stuff if you can't afford it, but like treating yourself, like you don't even have to go on a lavish shopping street, but, but at least buy something for yourself. Like every month, it could just, it could be some pants, it could be shirt, but a couple of shirts. you already have, but make sure that shit is clean and fresh. Yeah. Cause I be seeing girls tipping around. I'm like, you know, you got a, the makeup stains on your shirt from, mm. I know that ain't even today. That's probably, from yeah. <laughs> they be just be looking dusty and I'm like and some niggas wear the same boo boo draws or and, ooh, you know you be like clean it wash it <laughs> and you be like I just want you to, even that treat small yourself thing to some draws. <laughs> you treat yourself treat yourself to clean clothes and freshness make sure and then girls yo and this ain't no no binary shit this on some real shit like. Make sure you wash your ass and you <laughs> are putting some nice deodorant on. Because I be, I be tipping around girls and I be like, you are a whole woman and you smell like a football player. They don't <laughs> still don't get passes. Like, make sure your feet look good. Make sure that you're doing... Fa- Men, y'all make sure you getting facials and yeah. stuff. Take care of your skin get, as well. Get them ingrowns out your knees. I just, I just, I just sometimes, I, <laughs> see, niggas, I, not that they, I still want niggas to smell good. I do, but I don't know. I just, I think I, this. Oh, maybe, don't tell me you're the type to like to smell pits. Oh, hell no. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I want niggas to smell good. <laughs> but because of how, like, it's expected <laughs> for them to be. A little musty? No. <laughs> like, I don't fuck with niggas that's lax. But, like, you can you me walking around and a nigga being musty that's so normal that <laughs> not no nigga i fuck with but yeah, out yeah, in yeah. the world you know it's acceptable it's like, for them not really not acceptable, acceptable but it's normal enough about it. i'm like god you smell musty get the fuck out of here <laughs> but when i when it's a woman i be like no <laughs> Like, no, that's no, it's not acceptable. <laughs> like, and that, that maybe, is that sexist? Maybe, I don't know. But I, 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 I be thinking, like, girl, what? There's this one girl, I ain't gonna say her no name, but uh-huh. every time I'm at a conference with her, and she's so nice, she's so cool, she give me hugs and stuff. I'm like, God, why are you musty this early in the morning? Like she be musty, like strong musty, and I'm like, but what you is know, happening? It could be what she's eating. I don't know. And it's going get it together. Yeah. That 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 is about self care. That is what self care is about. Self care <laughs> is figuring out if you're eating right, if your body is, you know, you you smelling right. If I know you're I taking to, care of your stuff. I had to turn up my self care when I got on testosterone. Yeah, because yeah. that tea will get your must. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> testosterone will get your mustang. Yes, I have to take like in order to stay fresh, it has to be two to three a day. 
mm-hmm. two or three showers a day. I have to change deodorants every blue moon because yeah. I'll get immune to it. It's, it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I have to. And when I get out, because I'm blessed down there, when I get out the tub, I got to fucking air it out with a fan for it. <laughs> <laughs> dry. And wear it out. I mean, <laughs> just in that get self care. <laughs> <laughs> like damn, self care. Right. And I think those are the things that build your confidence. If you smell good, you look good, and and I'm not talking about like you said, not labels, nothing. Your clothes are clean. You, I don't, I don't care what it was. I remember I, we talked about this. I was broke in college. I would go in the sink if I had to do a cheap ass bar of soap and wash my clothes with that bar of soap. Like old school, honey, scrub and, dry it out. and hang it up. Like it, you, there's thing even if you poor, <laughs> even if you poor, mm-hmm. that you can figure out how to make sure that you clean, make sure your shit is, you know, just that you that you putting your best forward. You clean. You are smelling nice even if you can't afford a haircut comb it try to twist it or something like whatever however you can do it put your best foot forward so that when you are presenting to somebody that you may be potentially dating make sure your breath ain't fucking stinking these are just like basic shit that you can do that can boost your confidence. What else? <laughs> no, I was just say that breath ain't a quick fix. Sometimes a woo. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta do a little work that's gonna yeah. take you some time. But um, besides self care, um, kind of being in a space. Well, for me specifically, um, being in a space where I'm kind of comfortable financially. Where like I can focus on, uh, like the way I can focus on two things at once. Because if if I'm like if I'm really trying to focus on trying to get out this hole, like because we've all been there and chasing we, money, yeah, you don't have time to date. Yeah, yeah, it's like girl, I got I got a coin. To, I'm so I'm so sorry. Well, we could catch it next time or right. And but then it gets late to the person that you're dating. And they're like, oh, well, you're not interested. Yeah, you don't so. have time today. You gotta have time to be able to cultivate that kind of relationship with the person. So you gotta have time. So you can't be in dire straits trying to be dating. Yeah, because I know a lot of bummy ass niggas out here on Westheimer. Trying to be in a relationship with no place to stay. They got good dick, though. <laughs> I don't wouldn't know. The statistics say that 78%. <laughs> no, you, you, you picked up some on Westheimer, baby. <laughs> like, no. Ooh. You picked I'm, some I up. haven't picked nothing up on Westheimer. I've been picked up on Westheimer. <laughs> but it wasn't. It you wasn't. was the Jaime Trey. <laughs> <laughs> no. It wasn't for a coin, though. It was. I felt. Did I get picked up? You're that bold, huh? That bold, to, like what? for okay, explain it. Because I'm th- in my head, I'm thinking somebody just picked you up, and you just went off into the center and tried out some back in the day BBC. I, I, that wasn't, oh wow, oh, that no, sounds no, like no. fun. But I no, I haven't done <laughs> no, that. I'm not tried out, but <laughs> I don't got. I used to. I used to jump in cars like it was no tea. For, I uh, did. I, for some reason, when I was younger, I was way. I would never do that now. But when I was younger, <laughs> it was no tea. I would jump in and. Especially like, if okay. I like if I'm tipping somewhere and I'm trying to get there. Oh, and no. I ain't got no bus fare or something. 
and somebody see me walking, they you know they think I'm hot. Hey, where you going? I'm going to da da da. You gonna take me there? That's exactly how I went. I got in the car and they took me where Mm. I needed to go. Of course, they tried to flirt. (laughs) But that's a part of the 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 ride there. You know, you just gotta give and take. Uh You do a little flirt in the car, lead them. Make sure you go in the right direction, baby. Uh, Make sure you go in the right direction. (laughs) It's right because the 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 deal is if we get to arguing, I don't play. And whatever happens, Mm -hmm. you if I if you put me out your car, I'm still closer (laughs) to where I was going. Where I was going. You either gonna get me there or gonna get me closer. (laughs) Whatever it is. All right, let me out. I'm tired of you. You keep touching on me. Blah, 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 blah. blah. And we get out. They was gonna kidnap you? Not back then. Okay. Uh, Now, yeah. Mm. Now, now with the sex trafficking Mm. and the uh, whatever. And I just just was less, I was just less, I was just more fearless Mm. back then where I didn't think about it. Okay. It was, oh, this never could happen to me. Mm. You know, it's like using condoms. (laughs) (laughs) Back when I was in my teens, I didn't think about no damn condom. I I just... (laughs) Stick it in. Baby. (laughs) Spit on it. (laughs) (laughs) Baby. Baby. I have been through it too. <laughs> yeah, but you know, once you get older and more and more responsible, right? Exactly. You know, uh, you know, you think about like, bitch, you was living on the edge. For <laughs> real, like, bitch, you didn't even think could have happened to you. And you think about the people you got in the car with, like, girl. But I, I was on my way to the Galleria, and I was catching the bus. It was really a straight shot. But I don't know why I had got off. Hot, and you sitting out in the sun on the bus stop. I was like, "Oh, bitch, this is lovely. You got air conditioner. I'm right up the street." Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was by the Beltway. I was like, "You were just a hop and skip." So, what about you, Z? As far as like build your self confidence. Um, for me, I don't know the way I used to navigate. <sighs> the way I used to navigate, because you know, I'm I grew up in a time where it's the internet. The way I used to navigate, I would just hit up a girl on the internet or just hear about them thinking I'm cute or liking me, and I would go from there. I, I wasn't really the type to reach out because I was like shy in that aspect because I didn't want to be rejected. Because, like, <laughs> the type of girls I liked was like. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. I felt like they were super out of my league. So, you know, you can't approach nothing like that. You can't, you know, you're not going to be able to approach. Them. You're not going to be able to get the girl if you don't come in with some confidence. So, right. me, I would just go for it. I would just be like, hey, how you doing? You know, start a conversation. Um, so, did most a, of your dating start online? Yeah. Or just like from from hearing from a friend that... Um, such and such think I'm cute, and if she was bad, okay, I'm talk to her. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of how I would. Like as a stud, like as a pretty stud, girls are never really a problem. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have issues with girls being forward with me, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. girls approaching me, and I didn't. I don't mind an aggressive girl. Right. So, but for me to approach, like as a man now, like as a man, women not gonna approach you as nearly as <coughs> often as they do if you're mm-hmm. presented as a pretty stud. So, I would just um, hit up the girls online, and of course, a lot of the girls I like, <laughs> I wanted to talk to didn't talk to me but talk to me back 
you have to at the time i didn't i had like free form logs and you know you <laughs> some girls just not gonna go for that like they just not so what i did i just kind of you know made myself a little more clean cut and um just started getting my fashion back together because i just fell off like i realized i fell off at a point so i just started buying more clothes and um well it, in the it wasn't that you fell off I, you you told me that you were at the time trying to find yourself so you were you had distanced yourself from everybody in the world and kind of like hmm. went into like figuring out who you were as a person that's when when you started transitioning yeah like i was still at the beginning of my transition but that's when i just felt like i had to just um because i knew men were easy and because i was horny that's just kind of something i just dealt with i was just like okay but then to get out of that i was just like okay let me just get back to the things i I like to do like you can still be spiritual because like at the time i was just like i'm just gonna be spiritual just leave everybody be and be in the country and just you know not fuck with nobody and blah blah but then i was just like okay i'm gonna do all the things i used to like to do I'm going to just dress nice, get in the gym, get haircuts. I've always wanted a haircut. And just, you know, I just slowly just, I was like, okay, I got the mental part out the way. Like, I did a lot of mental work on myself. Like, a lot of mental work. Like, years worth of mental work. And just um, stop fucking with everybody. And But then I realized it starts to get unhealthy because I didn't know shit about the world. So, <laughs> I was just like... All right, so that's just one way I boosted my confidence was you just have to just take some as time a trans guy, you kind of just have to know that like you just have to be that confidence. Like you can't think too hard, you can't think that you're inferior to cis men if you're a trans guy that like straight cis women like I do and did before Mia. Then <clears throat> you just have to feel that like you just have to not feel inferior you have to like women like confidence they like like women like a nice guy so you as a trans man you already have a head start because you understand women in a different way and you have to realize the ways in which you're um (laughs) i guess you can feel superior if you want to if you want to feel that way you feel like you closer to women know more about them Hey, but some I know, and when I from what I dealt with, some cis women was like, "Oh, you don't got sex change? I don't want you." <laughs> so, <laughs> but been there. That yeah, just I just let it flow. I didn't really okay. look for anything. So let me ask y'all this. So it seems to me that trans folks use online dating mm-hmm. as the preferred tool mm-hmm. in regards to. Um, Meeting people and dating. So, of course, we meet people in person sometimes. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But the when I talk to people, is that's the main way mm-hmm. that you meet a trans woman, main way that you meet a trans man. Anybody who I know that are in relationship with trans people, whether it's mm-hmm. woman or man, they met online. Mm-hmm. So, is that true for y'all? Like, y'all usually meet folks online? That That's... That's before. the only way I really did it. I didn't go out much. I Why went out. Why but do you think that is? Why do you think online is the preferred way? It's just um, it's it's easier to disclose your um transness. Safer. Um, yeah. it's it's easier. It's safer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 
it's just I think I just got comfortable with not the hassle of like um being being courted and like because like guys mess it up like out in public when I'm around people guys mess it up so easy when 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 I was single trying to court me I I get I got irritated really fast by them trying to stereotype the type of woman I was and how they approached me because I, I just I realized because men are so physical I mean uh like they just visual they vi- visual is what I mean yeah, yeah thank you because they're so visual I I I remember um like just navigating how I was treated based on how I presented myself um, and how I, uh, what I wore, how I um, conducted myself. And that is how pe- like guys would like try to approach me. Like if they thought that I was just uh, uh, naked, they would think that I was a stripper and they would feel like they had the authority to touch my body without me even giving them permission it, it, and but, this is in person in person right. and that or the or grabbing me or just all these different ways that they thought was appropriate would just burn my pussy when i got older when i was younger it was different and what i'm so different? like what was different when i was younger when i was younger it was like validation because oh, okay. i was like oh okay this is cute like i'm getting but then when i got older i was like no bitch that's not cute that's mm-hmm. Well, for me, it wasn't. I just felt like I was an object. Like, they were often a fucking store just choosing women left or right and grabbing them. And I didn't want to feel like an object. So, online, you still kind of feel like an object, especially if, if you tell people you're trans or... the 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 A lot of guys will go in your DM and um, think that you're either escorting already and think that you're just promiscuous so um they go straight into what they want in negotiating right. sex <laughs> not even knowing you um but the difference in on online at least if you put it on your profile disclose on your profile at least they know and da 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 in person disclosing can turn into violence um in person disclosing can turn into like embarrassment and ridicule in, in, outside of violence because you could be in a club and you disclose to one person and he just tell everybody yeah it, and it might not environment. T- yeah it might not turn into violence but it turns into now you don't ruin my fucking night because i'm in this club just trying to chill and have fun and now everybody is oh that's a man that's a man that's a man mm-hmm. um and so you know that was the kind of the for me in person was a little bit more difficult because you, you know, you got to navigate kind of space. And online, you know, like you said, it's just safer. It's um, it's a barrier for me to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if, in person, I'm worried about everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. even if I can talk to you and have an engagement with you just talking, who is paying attention to us talking? Who is looking at us talking? Mm-hmm. Who is the peripheral of the people around what's your homeboy doing like is somebody clocking me is somebody you know and that all comes with being a black trans woman yes in different situations because and people don't understand that about about trans women like when i when me and z first started dating he was like bitch why this is kind of i never said bitch what i'm i'm over exaggerating (laughs) but he, he would be like why are you like focus on me why are you worried about our surrounding like like 
but I've been in situations where I did not pay attention to my surroundings and uh, and I'm in the middle late. of a storm. And right. I, and I'm gagging. <laughs> right. And everybody else knows what's going on but me. Uh, right. And now I have to I have to flee. Yeah. Uh, but I have been in situations where I paid attention to a little one to a clock starting to happen and I was able to skedaddle before it got late. Right. Or I was able to do something to kind of like avoid the situation. Right. And people understand how why we are like that yeah but and i can't do that in yeah. a club or at a bar at a lounge or in person and um without I notice y'all something. are i'm sorry go ahead. go ahead i just noticed y'all like trans women are super hyper vigilant but now that don't bother me now i just be paying attention too mm-hmm. i just be i be vigilant as well not as hyper vigilant as men still but and then i think it's the culture is we're the prey not mm. black trans women, but women are mm. the prey. When we go to a club, we are stereotypically mm. the person that's getting chased, that's getting come on to, you know, of course, the, the, the roles flip in certain people. But mm. usually when we come into a space, it's the niggas checking us out. Like, let's see which one I'm going to try to holler at. Who's the baddest bitch in the room? And It who, can be late. It, and so... <coughs> And then you got niggas trying to be alpha and trying to be so. If if I try to talk to this one and this one like me, they both live in. But then you got the one that don't think they can obtain you. That's in the background, really trying to get in. Really trying to get in, <laughs> and just ready to tell. Or um, it's just so much. It's so it's so many little intricate situations that I've been in in person that online avoids the bullshit like i can there's of course there's some bullshit online in regards to you know like you just said being objectified da 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 but the physical chance of violence of course is online it's not there (laughs) so so but in person is so much that you got to navigate even not just we just talk about the niggas even chicks like a bitch hating on you that may clock you before niggas do none of the niggas clock you but she is and then if you're getting a little bit more attention she's giving you the business Somebody that worked at your old job see you. Oh my God, you look so pretty. <laughs> you know, and giving you all of that fever that can get you clocked. <laughs> I hate oh I haven't seen you in forever. You look so pretty. Oh, oh my God, your makeup look better than mine. Oh, I hate uh, all they of that. give all of that. And, and it's supposed to be a compliment, <laughs> and I really try to like be nice to to women like that because they're used to doing that to the gay boys. But when they do it to me, I'm like, oh, I feel just you, like. Oh my God, you so fierce, honey. Oh my yes, God, honey. Look at your your booty is bigger than all the. Oh my God. You could you should have did my makeup. I can't wait until I do my makeup like that. <laughs> I'm just like, bitch, but you look beat right now. Like uh, you're right. trying it. You're trying it. <laughs> right. You really trying it. <laughs> and they'll give all of that to where it's not how they engage with other cis women. And so somebody paying attention would look and be like, why is she giving her all of that? Because you're not doing that to other cis women that you engage. Mm-hmm. There's a difference in how cis women compliment other cis women compared to how they compliment a trans woman. And then if they mm-hmm. already had some suspicions already, they're like, oh, okay. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I get, oh, okay. right. So somebody <laughs> on the peripheral is looking, they like, oh, she's treating her like a between. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be or, a gay man. Oh, that probably or, is a gay man. Or, 
oh, she's mm. treating her like a tranny or yeah. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so it's something that could that somebody else could pick up on. Mm-hmm. And if I don't you have like experience because <laughs> a lot of these guys have experience and act like they don't. Because mm-hmm. that's what I've noticed being that, out that with true. with Mia. Because I've heard, I've had quite, I've had conversations in the barbershops about men uh, like unknowingly engaging with trans women like online and stuff, and then they'll be like, "Damn!" And now they know what to look for, quote unquote, and or now they have a different understanding or they're more vigilant about it and sometimes we'll be out with me i'll be out with mia and you can tell that they already assume that she not with a dude like she don't have a dude already if they know she's trans right or it'll be dudes that that already are a fan or already like her or I already tried to talk to her because almost every time we go out, she'd be like, I know that dude, or you saw that dude, or blah, 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 almost every time. And then I know the difference of the dudes, how they behave when they know she's trans. So it's just stuff yeah. that I'm picking up on that I can see, okay, well, that's, I get why she's being hypervigilant now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've just, it's, 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 it's the way I protect myself. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Now that you have found um, love, what are some of the things in the relationship that have been obstacles? What are some of the things that y'all have overcome in regards to staying together and staying dedicated to being committed to each other? You first. I went first last time. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so you... In any relationship that I've been in, you have to learn that communication, like this sounds so cliche, but communication definitely is key. Like you have, and as a trans person, you have to disclose to them what your triggers are. um, What do you mean triggers for people who don't know what that is? Like what? Not specifically. Like what? Okay, like stuff that can make you feel dysphoric, or not even just this. When it comes to dysphoria, just like you know how like sometimes people like things that may upset you, or things that might make you go off. When you communicate that with someone else, they know not to push these buttons. But if they don't know what buttons not to push, they're they're wearing you out, and they don't even know it. And you snap at them. And they're not understanding why, but it's because you guys haven't communicated. Exactly. So say if like, okay, say one of your triggers is you don't like to feel controlled. So in any situation, I'd be like, like, okay, say for instance, okay, the thing with the purse, when when I was trying to find the car key in your purse, and you was like, stop going through my, it's in the back. It's, you didn't even say stop. Oh, no, you did. He was like, it's in the back. It's in the back. And I'm steady looking through it. And you like, it's not there. It's not there. Stop going through my purse. And I'm like, I just let the purse go. I'm like, what the fuck? And like, you had to let me know that was a trigger because you don't like the feel controlled. And, and then also, I'm like, very like, <laughs> how can I say it? I'm like, not southern but but like i have this thing that if 
you're not supposed to go through my purse. Like, it's my purse. Don't go through my purse. I don't like any, like even my sister, I don't like nobody to go through my purse. It's just something that I I feel is personal. And like. No, I think that's a normal black woman thing. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> don't go through my purse. Just hand me my purse. Just don't go through it. Just hand it to me. I'll and get let me the look. key. Yeah. But she didn't even say that. I was like, uh, what the fuck? But then, but then <laughs> I also apologized to you, G, because you did. My, yeah. I had got, I was also frustrated with the customer. And right <laughs> afterwards, I couldn't communicate to you all how I was feeling, what was what may have triggered our argument. I just was trying to end whatever was going on at the moment and it didn't happen and just escalated. Yeah, so that's an example of <laughs> you just have to keep that communication going. And then there could be some understanding, but you have to do the work to like understanding is like a muscle that you have to work at. Like you have to work at at keeping that empathy and understanding and leaving the ego at the door all of those things you just have to a relationship forces you to change for the better if you want it to work like also you have and to, check yourself yeah like sometimes some stuff you realize is silly like I, mia was like okay you know what that was silly like after that after that situation i was like okay <laughs> like it's yeah because you had me at 10 i was like uh, Okay, that's fine. <laughs> like you have to. But then I don't you know, also you just... have this thing of like, go ahead, Z. I'm sorry. What? Go ahead. <laughs> when you know you will burn my pussy, you pay it <laughs> like a bitch, and what's gonna happen? And you'll keep on, and because I know that you know this is irritating me, it it makes me even more mad. Um. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Well, oh, is that what you felt in that situation? Yes. Okay. No, you were, okay? So you had already seen that I was frustrated, but you kept doing I, it instead of being like, "Okay." I bitch, thought you, you was already frustrated from the customer, like you said. Okay, but you didn't know that. So when you seen that I was frustrated. You could have just been like, okay, wait a minute. You're right. Here you go. Or I could have just been like, okay, take your funky ass purse. Yeah, but you yeah. kept on paying me dust and going through my purse, which was because no, wearing look, look, me look, out. You was just like, oh, why are we talking about this purse? But you was just like, <laughs> you was just like, you were just like, it's in the back. It's in the back. And then you was like, stop going through my purse. I was just confused. I was like, okay, bye. We're done with this. But hey, communication is key. Yes, but yeah. definitely can't can't um, go one thousand over petty stuff. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sometimes the one thousand be feeling so right in the moment; it really does. Mm-hmm. So I be feeling like I have a point to prove. But then you sit and then you get calm and you be, and you think like, okay, bitch, you kind of went overboard. So I think mm-hmm. accountability is also important as well. Yeah. Yeah. In my love situations, I I should I I wasn't ready for a relationship. I wasn't. I was trying to because I thought that's what you do. Mm-hmm. But um, 
it just felt like I was, it just felt like I was put in force. I was forced in situations. I was put in situations where I was forced to do things that didn't align with what I wanted. How I wanted things to go. Mm. <laughs> and, and it would be, I would have to make these really, really tough decisions that would be like deal breakers, even if it was flipped on me. Mm. And so, and it kind of ruined our relationship. Mm. And then other relationships I was in, I'm, I'm, I went, my tens ain't, my tens are, I'm done. It ain't argue, cut you out, whatever. Mm. It's, okay, I got to go. I got to get out of here. I got to leave. Oh, you take a break. And then. No, I'm done. <laughs> so like it I, I don't work stuff out with people when because I, I'm I'm literally not gonna argue with you about a purse. Like so <laughs> so for me stuff small things don't really get me to ten. Mm-hmm. The thing is though, we didn't argue. You was going what happened was Mia went off on me. She felt like I was burning her pussy more. She was already frustrated and I just Put down the purse and hit it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no argument. Then she apologized. Mm-hmm. But Which is also a good mature. Because I felt like a bitch. Yeah. I was like, mature. I just, it's, it's, I don't really, in my relationships, I don't argue about stuff like that. Like, living quarters with my man ain't really ever, for, it's just, I've never been in a situation where we were arguing all the time over stuff. Like, it just mm-hmm. wasn't, that wasn't usually... Our stuff was big stuff. <laughs> mm. And so, but I also don't work shit out. Like, if it's mm. something big that's late, I'm done. So, I wouldn't be, like, say I see a text message of or somebody and it's weird and I don't like it. All right, I'm done with this. <laughs> I don't oh. try to, I don't see, try to I talk about it. used to be that person. Yeah, so I don't try to work it out. I don't try to do that. Um, I definitely used to be that type So, a of lot of my relationships... Not the long ones, but the short ones, clearly. <laughs> They'll be, I won't give it a chance. Once you give me any kind of, like, okay, so you know how some people see red flags and they just let them go? Mm. I see red flags and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like, but big red flags. Okay. Where I'm okay. like, oh, no, I don't like this. Like, the, the shit with you going back to your baby mama, I would have never been with you. Not your baby mama. Not, I don't know why I said that. But but your Good. ex, uh-huh. if I was Mia, I would have never, that would have been a red flag that I couldn't deal with. That would have annoyed me. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, okay, Mm-mm. I'm okay. Now she I'm going to have to deal with ex drama. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he didn't tell like, me. He didn't say, oh, I'm about to start talking to my ex. So I'm not talking We just anymore. stopped talking mm-hmm. for we a month. We just like stopped and talking. Just happened mm-hmm. to talk to her. And then he came, out of, came back out of nowhere and I was like, hey. Mm-hmm. I just text her. After I was done with the girl, like a month after, and I was like, "What's up?" Like, yeah, that would have like been a, like I would have thought, "Oh, you st- you still got some thing for your ex." So I'm about to not even play <laughs> we with didn't this. Talk about it, though. I know that I'm just talking about me. What I would have no. did, like it, what I would have been thinking. So anything like that, if y'all, if you any treating me like you down low and don't want to take me out, uh, anything, mm. any flag that I know is big. Okay, I'm you, done. You, I got a okay. question. I got a uh, question. You don't have that much patience. Nah, uh, Mia got a lot of patience. Oh no, <laughs> no, not really. I have. Not really. I don't really have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I 
I just like to communicate. Like, I want to know the ins and outs of things, why this happened. Just, like, I, I'd like to go into depth. Just, so, my question was, um, have you ever been with a cis guy or dating them and you felt like they put you in a situation where they were trying to test your realness? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I think that is so late. Yeah, absolutely. But they don't they don't let you know. They kind of just they just do it. And you're oh, like, sometimes oh, they okay. let you know. I had an ex that would let me know that that's what was happening. Oh, we're testing your realness? What? Ah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, because but it's it validation his- for them being with you. It's like, oh, okay, you can you can be in these environments without there being any tri- type of trouble. I want peace and want to see if you're able to do this. And if you're able to do this, then you pass the test and we can be in the relationship. I, my my particular situation like that, it was it was to bring me down a notch. No, that's it shady. was it was to. Um, play with my self-esteem and play with my self-image because I was confident and intelligent and I could have a conversation and you can't run over me and you know you can't they were trying to find a weakness they were trying to make you feel it yeah they were trying to because I wasn't the normal girls that he engaged with where he can control them Mm. he might can slick talk them Mm. um he can play little word mind games where they think they tripping. He couldn't do that to me. Mm. No, nigga, I know what the fuck I said, and I know mm. what you said, and I know how I feel. This how I feel, and this is just what it's gonna be. <laughs> that was me, and so because I'm like that, and I had confidence, and we would be in situations where, um, you know, niggas would be on me. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be disrespecting them, but you know, when I got with him, I was in my prime. I'm in my middle twenties. I'm, you that know, I'm feeling love, mm-hmm. and so we would go out, and niggas would be like, "Damn, baby girl," da, 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 da. and so it was a level of insecurity with him where he liked it because I was a trans woman. It almost he was like. He would, it would be something he liked, like, oh, they don't even know what's up. They don't even know. So he knew, so this is how I knew it was about my self esteem, because we will already be in situations where motherfuckers were trying to holler at me, motherfuckers was on me, and people just didn't know that I was trans. You feel what I'm saying? And, but then when we got into the relationship and I got to the point where I'm like, all right, nigga, you kind of, burning my pussy and <laughs> I, fuck you i could go find somebody else and <laughs> da, da. and also it was it was real complicated because complicated <laughs> it was real complicated mm-hmm. um because he also was one of them niggas that he didn't want to penthouse you and when i say penthouse i mean like just take care of you Spoil like you, you know mm-hmm. pay your rent da 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 da, da. he didn't want to do that shit mm-hmm. But so he he like well you know the escort shit was no big deal to him he was like oh you can be an escort if that's taking care of your bills da 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 but when I needed he would step in when I needed shit like mm-hmm. if I needed stuff he would go ahead and throw throw the racks out mm-hmm. but when but he but he didn't want to step up and be that nigga that took care of you mm-hmm. so he allowed you quote not allowed but he said he wasn't tripping about the escort stuff and when we got together. 
because of my previous relationship that I felt this was my first love. My previous relationship was my first love. I felt like escorting ruined my first love. Because we were living together and struggling to pay bills. That's definitely a boundary. Yeah, it can be our relationship. Yes, and it can Mm -hmm. be a thing. And he kept losing jobs and I was working and ends wasn't meeting. And I knew Mm -hmm. I could put me up an ad and make money. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where I had to make the decision to do that and it ruined our relationship. So after our relationship was over, the new one. I told him from the beginning, mm-hmm. which is which almost was a setup. I was setting myself up, but I told him from the beginning, I'm an escort. I'm going to keep escorting. If you're not taking care of me or paying my bills, this is the what the fuck I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, I done got fired from a job for being trans, but I know I can't get fired from no motherfucking ads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so me setting that boundary early in our relationship, like beginning, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to pl- pretend like I'm not out here hustling. This is what I do. If you're trying to get to know me, get to know me. Mm. What's up? And he was like, oh, that's cool. That's you. Da, 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 da. But then it turned into this is becoming a jealousy thing because, damn, you fucking with all these niggas. Are they pleasing you? Are they that's what happened like this? Us. Yeah. At like first, that. I was like, I'm cool, whatever. You know, you know, then later on, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, like, but then you I'm have to step. But then he wasn't willing to step up and take care of these bills. See, I would no. The problem with us is I was like, at least allow me, because she don't want to ask for help. So I'm like, at least allow us to try teamwork first before you be like, well, you I can't nobody give me nothing. I'm like, well, at least allow me. You know, I'm not a bum nigga. At least allow me to help you. And that's kind of what we've been on. Like, like we have, we both haven't been escorted. So I'm like, that's at good. least allow us to do teamwork first. If you see it's not working for us, escorting it, it, us both escorting a be a relationship. And if it's not working, at least let's try teamwork. If since mm-hmm. it's not working, and so I would, yeah. I we are my situation was, <laughs> baby, uh, you, oh you want to be allowed? You can be allowed <laughs> to pay all these motherfucking bills all you want. <laughs> here they go. Let me give you the account so you can take it down there. Baby. So he was always allowed. He didn't want. He didn't want okay. to do it. Gotcha. Because, but hindsight is twenty twenty. He had a cis woman on the whole opposite side of town. Mm. So we talked about that before. Yeah. But you know, so he was, you know, he was, he would take care of me when I needed. And so it got to a point where, you know, it just, it just wasn't, it wasn't right. It, I set myself up for it, and you know, money was an issue. Money was a thing. And then, you know, and I wasn't going to stop escorting because I had fucking, um, you know, I had to take care of myself. I had to take care of surgeries and yeah, da, 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 da. goals. And then once I got my transition goals and I left him alone, I just then I was and I, I had a good job. So at that point, I had a good job. So I didn't have to worry about money. Mm-hmm. I wasn't escorting anymore. And so by this time, I'm like, OK, so now what? I get in a relationship. This nigga. Chasing trannies. <laughs> you know? So, I, you got to deal with that. So, now I'm to the point where I'm getting to where I'm turning into a cat lady without cats. <laughs> would, you, would you be able to be in a polyamory, a polyamorous relationship? 
Um, maybe. 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 I feel like if I would, it would have to start off monogamous first to establish trust and mm-hmm. intimacy, and then we work our way out. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I could just start off. Mm-hmm. I definitely couldn't come into a relationship that's already established. Mm-hmm. Definitely couldn't do that. Um, be like the third person. Yeah, the be like I couldn't be the third person. It has to be. I'm the first part of the two, and then we add on. Mm. Um, there has to be a level. I because of my personal insecurities and mm. I and just my past and my past trauma, I have to have a level of security and trust that's already been established with the person I'm with, hmm. and then we can explore. But you know, I know that was be, a random question. Yeah, it has but. to be <laughs> that. Um, la, 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 la. All right, so before we go and end the show, what are some, like, just some safety tips in navigating, like, online dating or navigating love, navigating what, what are some, just some key things that you think about in regards to give people, um, you know, hope for the future, at least? Well, I would, if you're kind of worried about the person um, and when I say worried, like, you're not sure this person can be trusted. Um, I wouldn't invite someone to my home on the first, the, like, the first time I meet, meet them, depending on, like, what it's going to be. Um, I would meet them out in public, um, in a place where it's a lot of people, um, and then kind of work your way up. Because there's been people who've been... Um, been robbed like I had a friend who met up with a guy um, I think he was just supposed to be like I don't know what it was supposed to be I guess it was smoke but he set him up and basically shot him in the back and um, now he's paralyzed and then there, there was a cis guy um, one he the the other guy was gay, so he was a cis guy too so it was a, a heterosexual guy who met up with a girl a cis woman and um she set him up to, but, get robbed. to get robbed. And then um, there's been um, trans women who have um, had stuff happen to them by people that they thought they could trust as well. So it's like. I'm just, the total opposite. Not mm-hmm. I, as far as like meeting. I feel safer meeting in my house. Mm-hmm. I don't feel safe meeting in public more than I meet in, in my house. You can be mm-hmm. at a. Well, yeah. I just feel because, honey, I'm ready at my house. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I'm more ready because I feel like shit can happen in public and the motherfuckers is around ain't going to help you because you a trans. <laughs> like, literally, that's what I think. I, feel, I have a, I have a, not a phobia, but I can imagine because I've been in, I've seen situations. We've seen viral videos of Stuff popping off with a trans woman and nobody helps her because she's trans. Yeah, but like I feel like in public, like I, I the reason why I feel safer is because I would rather get you together outside of of my where I stay and where I sleep. Like I don't I don't wanna be a paranoid thinking that I got you together in my house and you're gonna come back and like I, I would rather is- you not know where I stay if you are not if you don't have my good intentions towards me, uh, I that and that's logical and makes sense. I just I feel like if I wear you out so much, you ain't gonna come back. <laughs> and I'm ready, and and I, I just feel like I'm more ready in my house. Mm. I'm more like when I'm out, I'm vulnerable. 
In my house, honey, I got artillery. I got <laughs> weapons. Yeah, no. I feel like it's, you can't do nothing to me in here. <laughs> See, that's a setup. I would like. I don't. I don't want I somebody to set it. me up to. Then I'm. Then I got the police over here. I could possibly get kicked out of my apartment because I done shot you for playing with my pussy. Well, for me, I, it's always avoidable. Like, mm-hmm. it don't need to go to us twirling. But see, then you got to kick the nigga out. So? I, that's too much drama. Oh, that's dr- I don't want to have to worry about trying to make you get the fuck out and you don't want to get out. And I'm going to have to figure out a way to get you out the house. And honey, or just you pull that just, you pull the big John out, baby. <laughs> they don't question, they get out. <laughs> honey, they, I just I, I literally have never had any issue unless I couldn't get to my gun. Like I uh, one issue I couldn't get to my gun, but that's because I was stupid enough. I was stupid mm. and put it up in the closet in a shoe box and because oh this is a safe place to put it i'm gonna put it up in my closet in my bedroom <laughs> no now you see it's right there accessible <laughs> in the living room ready ready to pop off load just it in re- case. just in case <laughs> i don't have it i i you literally i used to keep my gun in the bedroom closet and it was so stupid because once that shit popped off you couldn't get to I it. I couldn't get to it. Mm-hmm. That was annoying to me. I got knives in places by my couch. <laughs> so, literally, I have stuff accessible in every place in my living room. I don't bring niggas in my bedroom. I don't bring niggas anywhere but the living room. This is where you're going. I got knives. I got guns. I got everything in different spots in there. And so. Bitch, army ready. Yeah. So I can pop it off. And I I can get accessible. And I I have access to it. So Hmm. I just feel like outside. I don't know. I just feel like out in the world, the public can flip on you. That's true. Definitely, I'm definitely not coming to his house. Fuck no. Oh no. Mm. Hell no. No, 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 no. No. That's that's now that's the setup. Yeah. Babies, there's so many things that could go wrong in that scenario. mm -hmm. I just would depending on what type of girl you are. Yeah. Now if you're a crafty girl, I can see why you would want to do that, but No, I'm not coming to no niggas house. (laughs) I remember, like, when I was at school, and I didn't do no alcohol to nobody motherfucking house either. Really? No. Mm. Some people, they, they just like accept that. a deposit. And and you've been in a lot of damn silly-ass situations because you was yeah. doing that shit. Even here. I have done a, Even I in these apartments, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had somebody stand me up in these apartments, too. Yeah. yeah I said, I've remember. had it happen, but then I've had a lot of cute experiences, too. So it's kind of like, bitch, you know, you got you got to weigh your options when you're playing in that field, girl. You, no. They said either it's, you're going to get robbed, you're going to go to jail, or you're going to get killed. Bitch, those are the key, the things that can happen while you're playing. Which should not be happening, but bitch. Mm. Nobody has the roll of the dice. So, bitch, it it could turn on any die. Well, all right. Well, I hope y'all, if you are single out here in the world, I hope that you are, I hope that you are out here. Take yourself out to dinner. Take yourself out to the zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Uh, Valentine's Day place. (laughs) (laughs) If that's what you need, wherever, whatever you need to make yourself feel good for this 
Valentine's Day. Do that. It don't matter mm. if you're by yourself, whatever. Do what you got to do. If you are with somebody special, you know, treat your people good. Um, enjoy being treated good. Um, mm. Or know. treat your damn self good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the key. Yeah. That's yeah. the key in a, rela- in a relationship, it. though. You do have to take care of yourself yeah. in order for it to... And in order for it to really like the communication to be, to be good, mm-hmm. you have to take care sense. of yourself. Right yeah, for in order for it, because like if you don't take care of yourself, then sometimes you just close off. If that makes sense, like yeah. you close off, don't want to talk to people, you don't want to communicate, you just kind of be like in your own space, and your partner would be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, you know, and know that conflict. Is normal healthy conflict though healthy conflict and resolution is normal as a human being. Apologizing when you're wrong, yeah, all those things. Just those type of shit. And do things that cultivate love feelings. Don't Mm -hmm. just be boring. Like actually do things for your partner. Do sweet Mm -hmm. things. Touch them. Rub their neck when you walk past. Do little things that are tender and intimate. (laughs) Or hump them them for that reason. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds personal. (laughs) Sound like you experienced that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, you know, just do those little things to cultivate love in yourself and with your partner if you have a partner. And I think we did a show. All right, y'all. We Uh, hope that the person conversation didn't trigger anyone the purse conversation why would that <laughs> trigger anyone i'm just being extra oh, okay <laughs> bye, bye y'all, y'all. Bye, bye y'all well that's it thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's plate you can listen to us on itunes and soundcloud make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars y'all and go like our facebook page and leave some comments we'll be posting exclusive content every thursday so you definitely don't want to miss out you can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right. Oh, right. right.